0: Welcome to episode 11 of the Birding Life Podcast. My name is Adam and I'm your host on the podcast where we discover birds and the birders that pursue them. The Birding Life Podcast is proud to be associated with the BirdLasser bird logging app. Download and install the app to play your part in social conservation. This episode is the first weekly chirp and although it is a slightly shorter format, I will still be sure to pack into the time we have together the best guests and topics that I can. Be sure to follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And please take some time to rate and comment on it. Today I'm starting a series trying to answer a question that comes up again and again on various birding platforms. The question is, which is the best bird identification app to get to answer this question I've invited representatives from our best known apps to have a chat and let us know what their product has to offer us as birders today we will start with an app that was one of the first bird identification apps that entered the southern african market an app that finds its roots in one of the region's best love field guides today we kick off the series with the Newman's Birds of Southern Africa app this app is available both on Android and IOS at a very reasonable price. So if you like what you hear, I encourage you to check it out. I am proud to introduce not just someone who represents the app, but someone who is also the son of Kenneth Newman, one of the most famous names in Southern African birding. Someone who understands not just the technical side of the app, but the heart behind the app. Today's guest is Nick Newman. So I just want to start the show and I want to use a term, the Newman's app is probably the ugly duckling of South African bird apps. I've seen so many people when they ask for recommendations, they speak about the other apps that are available. But I downloaded this app for the purpose of this podcast. And I just want to be honest with you, I'm really blown away with what this app has to offer. And I really believe that this app for certain people is the best app they could actually get. And I really hope by the end of this podcast that people are going to go out, check out this app, because this app is really, really great. Thanks, Adam.
1: We've been along um, with this app for quite a few years. I think we kind of came into um, one of the, we were one of the first apps that came out in uh, the late 2000s. I think we were 2001, 2002, early we were putting it together. So, you know, it's been around a little bit long, uh, longer than others. And um, I think some of the others, and therefore, there's a bit more bells and whistles uh,
0: around them at the moment. But thanks for thanks for <laughs> downloading it and having a look at it. So the Newman's Birds of Southern Africa, which was written by your father, is one of the most popular bird guides that there's been. And it was my first field guide. I've got a well-used one in front of me. So here's the question. How did one of South Africa's best-known field guides get made into an app? What is the story behind that and how did the process happen?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's been a, a long journey, but a very consistent journey with regards to where my father kind of wanted to start with regards to field guides. And I think he was coining the term with regards to Southern Africa birding um, and the usability of resources in the field. He'd worked um, and had done some illustrations on Roberts and had always felt that that was a very bulky in those days, great referencing book and tool, but not great for going into the the bush. And... um, seeing something and being able to reference that quickly between pages and and kind of some diagnostics around the birds. So that was where, always where it started and originated from and has grown. And then with technology coming in, um, apps really seamlessly uh, allowed the heavy weight of, uh, of books to to come into everybody's pocket in the bush. And I think it was just a natural progression around there. So yeah, I think after our commemorative edition of uh, Two thousand um, we launched the app and and that's where we've been um, ever since I think one of the the great things has always been making sure that it's easily accessible information um, for somebody who has recently seen something flitter off just as soon as they get their binos to it and have a few kind of diagnostic colorations or flights or or something like that to to kind of go and look up on and that's always been the link it's not Ever been something that we've thought to surpass books and and reference tools, um, but to be a complementary version of your resources in the bush. And that's, you know, as I say, coming and tying itself back into a book and the app to be utilized together once you're back um, and able to do so.
0: I said to you earlier, when I opened this on the App Store before I downloaded it, it doesn't come across with what the app really has to offer on the app store and when I downloaded it what I loved about this app was the the interface and I remember when I first started birding I got a, a specific bird app and I would go into the field and I would see a bird and the way I used to try and identify the bird is I had to literally go through all of these birds and it took ages and ages to find the bird it was most times I'd send the photo to a friend what I love with the Newman's app is when you open it up, the, the initial interface that opens up is divided into aerial feeders, colorful, medium-sized birds, ducks and wading birds, and the different categories of birds. And I think, especially for those who are new to birding, this app here makes the identification of birds in the field so, so accessible. So, Nick, what are the main features of this app?
1: Well, Adam, it's, uh, as you kind of alluded to with regards to grouping of of birds or similar um, species together that you might find in an area so if it's just waiting and that has literally been a mimic of the field guide into the app um, so you know your landing page has already um, grouped the birds with with regards to a bit of the color coding that references back from the book but also into um, some of the the groupings of bird images so you kind of appointed in a specific area to start rummaging you know and start your identification so you know i think that's where we, we started off and then once you're actually in there you know i think if you are brand new you might not know the difference between hammer and herons but it's pretty easy once you're in there to scroll left or right between the species and then i think one of the the key things once you've kind of honed it down are, in the text, we've linked in-text um, linkages to other species that might be referred to or confused with that species. So, you know, and that'll be highlighted in blue, which is a quick, you know, rather than going, okay, would it be a, 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 a great bitten or a little bittern? But basically, if you've got the in-text referencing, you can press that and you go, okay, that's what a great bittern looks like if you're on bittens, for instance. But um, that, that's kind of the, the easy kind of referencing between two species to help you with identification. The, the, the great use of apps um, and advantage that, that they have over books is uh, photographs that are attached to each species. Um, and I think obviously then on top of that, the bird calls are also a great uh, a great addition. I think uh, the bird calls are always kind of the, the next notch up in terms of honing your your, your birding identification, but photos by far, you know, bring that bird and specifically some of its, uh, the subspecies and regional colorations, they actually bring that a little bit more to reality versus, you know, and, and I'm not saying necessarily all the f- uh, photos um, help with, with regards to regions, but they almost bring together, bring to life what you would be seeing through your binos. And I think those are great attributes of everything.
0: Obviously, the app works in much the same way as the field guide works, like you already alluded to. That in the field guide, there's there was the thing like what to look for when identifying birds, and you, the birds were broken into various groupings. What I did like with the field guide was once you open up, for example, inland water birds, there's a, a feature there that you can you can click on the size of the bird, which like. As um, explained in the book, you, con- you would compare that, for example, to a, a sparrow or a dove or something. And-, and that's great for not just opening up the grouping, but narrowing down what bird this could be.
1: It's definitely helpful. I always find it the functionality most helpful for me is always a regional location. So we've broken it down to provincial. And basically that just uh, helps eliminate a lot of uh, the unnecessary kind of confusions that can happen. It breaks it into the provincial areas and what you would find there. It doesn't necessarily exclude the fact that somebody might be traveling um, and be a bit of a a rarity in that area, but it allows you to just make sure that when you're trying to hone down where you are, you're not getting other species that have absolutely um, just add confusion to your identification. And that's, I think, what we have always been really focused on with regards to making and helping people who are starting out and uh, well uh, versed in their birds to make sure that they're pinpointing some of those key uh, diagnostics uh, when it comes to eradicating uh, different species and i think that's also where in terms of our our, uh, the illustrations the illustrations come straight out of the field guide and we all have um, on every species we have the the key illustration pointers that are there um, that you need to look out for I think birding is always a case of as soon as you see it you and you point to it and you get your binos it's fluttering off and you have a few seconds usually to pick up on a few of those telltale signs that will help you kind of that you have to memorize and then have a look at um, when you're trying to search for that species so all of that information from the field guide is in the illustrations and the pointers that make you look say okay hold on did you see a broad bar on the base of the tail you know and 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 because that would be a diagnostic in flight for instance you know we've always tried to make that as helpful and clear in terms of what you're looking for in terms of identification
0: and then what information is written in the account of each species and secondly how up to date is the species data in regard to these species in terms of distribution of the different facets that go into birding
1: i mean the app in in general has always uh, continued to be updated its last update was in november last year 2019 and uh, some of them are a little bit more app functionality and some of them are a little bit more heavier in terms of distributions we haven't uh, we're, we're presently in a, a major update of the app and the book, so that that's kind of uh, working with regards to some of the latest uh, map uh, distribution and species distribution um, information. So that's that'll be being re- refreshed uh, quite soon. We're working on that one. Um, as you know, I think uh, it's it's a it's a difficult balancing trick between what's just been spotted as a, a rarity in an area and working, making sure that that's relevant and actually, you know, is not, not necessarily confusing birders with a little bit too much information and rather, you know, if it's a rarity, goes through a hell of a lot of uh, committees to make sure that that's actually correct and accepted into the distribution maps. So um, I think the basis of, of our distribution maps are 100% accurate and up-to-date.
0: What I like about the descriptions is, is you have little words that are in blue. And, for example, we know that habitat is incredibly important when it comes to the identification of birds. So, for example, the olive woodpecker would say the pairs occur in lowland and montane forests. Now, what's quite nice there is you can click on lowland and lowland, for example, say these regions lying b- below um, 900 meters mixed with bush and, and grass felt so some of the the terms that would help a bird in terms of identification you don't have to now go and open up your phone and google it the information is right there. And i think that's also a really great feature of of the information that's provided around the birds
1: yeah uh, i agree i mean you know a lot of the ornithological terms can be a little bit confusing and you you know finding the, the, the glass really quickly just to make sure that are you in the uh, mapani or not or you know, what is Mix, Mix bush felt specifically, uh, and does that relate to where you are, I think is helpful having those shortcuts in the app just to kind of give you a, a, a very clear breakdown and concise breakdown. I think that's one of the, the great aspects of apps is that you can add in extra information that on a text, a paper page becomes bogged down You can hide that into the, into the app quite, uh, quite helpfully. For people who are searching for uh, extra information, I think these days people are always looking for how you give it to them is, I think, quite an art. You don't just want to overload them with, uh, let's just say, kind of a Wikipedia journalized page of of too much information. I think it needs to be clear and concise, pointing to to the useful bits of information. And if somebody's looking for more, that is there. It's, a, it's an option that we believe that needs to you know, be utilized and is utilized.
0: This podcast is made possible by one of our sponsors, Bird Lesser. Spot, plot, play a part. The Bird Lesser app is available on both iOS and Android platforms. And best of all, it costs nothing. So be sure to download today and play your part in social conservation. So you spoke about photographs earlier and photographs are obviously an incredibly important feature in the app. I know the... The book, for example, doesn't have photographs. How many photographs does the app feature, Firstly, And do all the birds that are on the, the app, do they all have photos?
1: So now you got me. Um, I'm not quite sure how many photographs there are, but I can tell you not all. the um, We don't have photographs of every species. There's photographs of the, the, the most common, and not just most common, but the common um, species of Southern Africa. Uh, rarities and vagrants we don't have. For instance, the seabirds. We don't have a huge amount, but we've got um, photographs of uh, pretty much all the others. And I think that's that's been something with regards to how technology has evolved and the quality of photos. Ten years ago, uh, the image quality and the amount of photos that were available were, uh, I think, uh, definitely reduced in terms of qualities. And now we have such a great ability for... For not just Photoshop, but I think just of great, better quality photographs to be made available and and accessible. So yeah, that is something that we have been working on. But you know, with regard to I say what that comes down to is about eighty uh, five percent of our species have uh, photographs, and that's part of the app um, package. You're not having to add anything extra into that. And similarly, like um, with the bird calls, you know, as I said, I think bird calls are the next step in terms of identification and, and attuning your ear to the bush and those calls and we've got a great selection of uh, bird calls on there whether it's just the, the single call or whether it's uh, an alarm call so we have um, depending on the species and, and what it does um several several different uh, bird calls on there which just really assist i mean i know when you're in the bush you you really and you're coming from where i come from joburg Suddenly, uh, an orchestra is in the bush that you're completely unattuned to, and just sitting in the evenings kind of going through some of the more common um, species and bird calls really helps tune your ear, and it's a great asset, I think, to the bush in identifying what's just in your area.
0: I think that was a funny story about the bird calls I you before. Is the fact that the calls are—I I think it's all Doug Newman's calls, as far as I know—and Doug Newman isn't related to you, which is quite interesting.
1: <laughs> no, we, we thought—well, uh, I certainly thought I was uh, one of the very rare Newmans uh, in, in South Africa, but uh, apparently we're a lot closer than we know.
0: In terms of variation of species due to sex and various changes that could take place from juvenile to adult, are these type of things shown on the app?
1: Yeah. Um, And again, where it's not causing extra um, confusion, the the, the difference uh, in terms of immatures and juveniles are there to make sure that uh, you've got the best chance of segregating what you've just identified. So that is um, on a scroll through um, in terms of the imaging on the app for for each species. So again, with um, illustration pointers. So yeah, that's that's one of the one of them there as well.
0: So a lot of people listening to this podcast might have other apps on their phone already, other birding apps on their phone already. How does this app complement other apps they might have? And also, just throw it in there: Would a, an experienced birder find this app useful?
1: Um, yes. Um, I think how it complements other apps, I think from my experience, it's really about how the user interface works for you. Um, I think we've always been quite consistent in working out how somebody has seen something and where they're trying to have seen a, a bird and how they're trying to identify that and trying to eliminate some of those disrupting factors. I don't think you can ever pinpoint some of them. I think we're talking about something that we don't have the privilege of it sitting there for five minutes while we're um, switching from one page to the next. We're talking about a a typical bird that's just come into flight. You've luckily got 15 seconds um, where you're trying to identify some of the, the key diagnostics. So, you know, and I think it doesn't matter whether you're experienced and you're trying to differentiate between, um, cape vulture and uh, white-backed and you're looking at the wings and the distinction between that and trying to work out how that was because you didn't have a beautiful clear blue sky you had a grey storm cloud sky um or if you're brand new uh you know kind of new to birding and trying to still distinguish between the two and and what are those sides you know those distinguishing diagnostics i think we're we're definitely off of uh, the range and and that's what it is. For me, it's about identifying the bird, um, putting it down on your on your trips checklist or your life list, and then honing that. Once it's convenient and you and it's easy to identify birds and you feel comfortable doing it, um, then you can start going into some of the more complicated and complex areas, which whether it be the subspecies, you know, and, and or the area variations in terms of plumage, even the breeding plumage, then then you can go into it, but you need that confidence. I often hear on, you know, people asking, you know, how do I start birding? Um, And obviously, you know, bird clubs are a great way and then go and find a good birder. But, you know, people are always a little anxious, I would say, you know, being lesser informed and even if you're a, a good bird in one area and you're moving to coastal you know, you've been an inland kruger uh, frequenter uh, of all the species and you know exactly where you're going to find each of the species and then all of a sudden you're going to the western coast you're going to feel completely out of your depth and comfort zone and you want to be able to go right without having to go into too much detail um overload what are some of the easier ways of me getting to the basics of identifying those birds, you know, and that just comes back to making sure that the information that's supplied, is simple and concise as possible uh, that it points you in the right direction. So whether those key diagnostic markers that you need to go and have a look at, it does take a bit of practice, you know, making sure that you're paying special attention to the bill or the leg coloration, you know, that's what you need to do. And that's what I think our app gives every single time. When you're looking for something, you're not going to be, you're not going to be scrolling through great swathes of text unnecessarily to try and find out what are those key diagnostics that you're looking for. What are those kind of areas of going, okay, yeah, this is, this is where I am. This is more or less where I've got to go. And this is what the species is. Um, And that gives you the confidence uh, because it's nothing like not having that confidence and being shot, you know, kind of feeling a little bit out of your depth. And, and so, yeah, and I think that's what we, our app does.
0: Let's say I'm out in the field and I see a bird that I'm unsure of. And how would the process of identification on the app look? How would that process from seeing the bird to identifying the bird, how would it look using the Newman's app?
1: Um, Short of getting a shotgun and then uh, getting really up close to it, I think uh, you've always got to. I I think, first of all, it's always about the the environment that you're in. Um, I think that's the starting point. And I think that's where we've broken it down, whether it's inland water. I mean, I might not know whether, it, you know, a lapwing is supposed to be a wader or not because he's not anywhere near water. So, you know, is it on the ground? Um, and I think those are the starting points. And then because we, uh, in the app, have grouped some of those things, those are the starting points. And the easy navigation around um, the app allows you, if you've gone down um, an, an area where you're going, okay, hold on. This is not um, what I thought it was. I think that's an easy backtrack around there. And as I said, you know, the fact that the habitat markers in terms of the app are quite clearly marked for you to understand where you're going. And that's also helped by the, the provincial markers. So you know, if, you, if you're in the, um, the Western Cape, and I kind of harp on about that, because I think there's some real tricky birding along the coastline and the Karoo um, and that whole mix of um, habitat um, gives a quite a tricky amount of how you're honing down the bird that you've just seen. But I think that's essentially what our app will allow you to just focus you in that direction.
0: Okay, Nick, we're running out of time, but just a couple of quick questions. Are there any differences between the Android and the iOS version?
1: Uh, no, in terms of the basic operation, there's nothing um, different. I think there are just slight very slight backhouse functionality um, differences. Um, and that's only just about how it's, uh,
0: the operating systems work. And does the app work offline or do you have to be online to use the app?
1: No, no. You can uh, most certainly uh, use it offline. And that's a, a major thing for us um, to be you know, able to take that into in your pocket and on a walk somewhere away from a cell phone tower. However, if you are then updating your, your life list, you need to go online to make sure that that's all captured.
0: So there is a, a feature to keep your life list on the app?
1: Correct, yeah. So your life list and your identification um, needs to be online and you register for that.
0: So tell us about the customer support for those who purchase the app. Is there customer support if there's any problems?
1: Yeah, there is. Our developers are, are always available to make sure that they're, that uh, there's support. I know that that's a constant situation when there's new phone systems coming out and how that all syncs together but yeah, so that's all pretty pretty seamless
0: now here's the last question this is the most important question what is the cost of the app and you already said there's no extra costs for calls and photos and that but how much does the app cost
1: so the uh, the cost of it is 290 rand and then you basically got everything you need
0: yeah and like i said nick i think for someone who's potentially starting off birding. I, and I, I think this app will find value for any birder out there, but specifically for somebody who's starting off birding, I really feel that this is one of the best apps that's out there for a new birder. And like I said, I was pleasantly surprised what this app has to offer. And I really want to encourage listeners to go and check this app out. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised.
1: Hmm, thank you for that, Adam. Um, I think the market at the moment is quite uh, uh, fierce. Um, and uh, it's, it's quite exciting as well with regards to some of the developments that are coming online so but thank you very much for that
0: so nick thanks so much for being on the show i really appreciate it yeah i hope we can get lots and lots of app purchases after this <laughs>
1: thanks very much Evan. a pleasure being on your show
0: Just a reminder that the Newman's Birds of Southern Africa app is available on both iOS and Android for the great price of only 289 Rand and 99 cents. With all its great features, this is great value. So be sure to check out the app and let us know what you think. On next week's episode, we will take a look at our next app in our series, which is one of the newer apps available on the local market, the BirdPro South Africa app. So be sure to tune in and hear what this great product has to offer. Don't forget to follow The Birding Life on Instagram and Facebook. I appreciate everyone that takes the time to interact with these accounts. Just a reminder, could you please hit the follow button and rate The Birding Life podcast on whatever platform you are listening to it on. Be sure to check out Bird who we are proud to be associated with. And download the app either on iOS or Android so that you can easily log your bird sightings and keep a life list. So until next time, be blessed and happy birding.